What's up, Bridge Youth? So glad you guys are here. Service is gonna start at seven in just five minutes. If you need to use the bathroom, now's the perfect time. If you're here, we're so glad you are. You're family to us. Don't forget, service starts in just five minutes.
All right, guys, we're about to start in just two minutes. Go ahead and grab your seat, take out your phone, and turn off AirDrop. And if you guys are online, welcome. We're so glad you guys are here. Go ahead and hype us up in the comments. Tonight's going to be an awesome night. Let's go. What's going on, Bridge Youth? You! Oh, come what's on, that, Bridge you can make some more noise than that. I said, what's going on, Bridge Youth? You! Okay, I don't, I don't think they heard you, bro. Come on, DJ Marco. I don't think they heard you, bro. I said, Bridge Youth, how are you feeling? Ah! <laughs> All right, Mark. All right, what's up, everybody? My name is Kenneth. I'm Marco. What's and we up? like to say every week from the platform, we're here to build you up, not. Yeah, we're so glad you guys joined Bridge U today. You're in for a special night. It's about to be a fun one. But right now, we're about to get into something called family time. So I need yes, everyone sir. up on your feet, every single person up on your feet. Find someone new, someone you've never met before. And the question we got tonight, would you rather, um, what was it? Oh, I got it, I got it. I got okay, it. okay, yeah. <laughs> would you rather uh, face a bear? Or face a swarm of bees, is that what it was? Yes, yes, yes. Would you rather get attacked by one bear or a swarm of bees? I'm talking giant swarm of bees or just one bear. I don't know about you, bro, I'm making that bear my pet. I don't know, I'm picking bees, I'm picking bees. Van, what you picking? Bear. I'm kind of intimate with them. <laughs> okay, Van. Okay, okay. All right, boys. All right, boys. What are we picking? I'd pick a palia bear because bees are scary.
All right, make some noise if you said bear. What about bees? Who's, who's picking bees? What's yeah. your logic? What's your logic? Well, I heard someone say this, bro. It's a good point. If you got one bear, that's easier to scare off than a huge swarm of bees. And that's true if you think about it. This is a big it. bear. I don't know if I'm scaring off a big bear. But what if it's like a, like a teenager, like a little You've kid? You've seen The Revenant. <laughs> I'm Leo, bro. I'm coming out on top. All right, guys, we're going to be getting into our game every week, which is Shoot Your Shot. Shoot Can we your invite shot. our four contestants up to the stage, I please? feel like we need, like, a theme song for Shoot Your Shot, I know. Bro. We should get special music. Hey, cue the song, Caleb. <laughs> Shoot Your Shot. Here we have Preetham, Riley, Audrey, and Cameron. Oh, yeah! All right, if it's your first time here, we're going to have Marco give a demonstration. All right, I've never done this. Well... If you've seen it, it's pretty simple. All you gotta do is make a shot from stage into that hoop. You have to bounce it back. at least once. Here's the thing, guys. There's $115 in the cash prize. If so, you hit this, you get a, you're walking home with 115 tonight. But if you don't make it, next week it's $120, and every week it goes up $5 when people don't make the shot. Pastor Corey, if I hit this, do I get the money? Yes. One gas tank. I was oh, way off. I was that way was off. Terrible. I was way off. Don't do what I did. Just don't, don't do that. All right. Who's up first? The brave soul to go first. Preetha? I'm like you're up first, bro. Preetha! Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh. Hey. That's attempt number one. You get three attempts. Three attempts. All right. Let's see you, Preetha. Underhand, softball. Oh! That was actually close. That was actually close. Oh, oh that's it. Oh. oh! All right. Who are we going to have going second? Should we have one of the ladies go second? Ladies, ladies. first. Ladies. and Riley. All right, all right. You've seen it done many times before. Come on, Audrey. Overhand. No way. Yo! No way. Oh, it might be within these three right here. I think she's got this. Oh, oh maybe not. Maybe aiming, not. For the, right. aiming for the audience, One more. I see. I see it. Oh. Dude. Ooh. All right. All right, two more left. Cameron? All right, Cameron. Still my boy. I can tell you, I can tell you play basketball, my boy. You got the short britches on. Oh, let's see it. If you make it, you're on the varsity team. There's no way. <gasps> oh! <laughs> if you make it, you're drafted to the Clippers. One day contract. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh. That might have been the closest we've ever gotten. Oh, All right, man. and the final contestant, Riley. And make some noise if you think Riley about to hit it. Last but not least, let's see it. First throw. Oh. Oh, that was close, that was close. She's warming up, two more. Oh, last throw, last throw. All right, let's see Drum it. Drum roll, please. $115. No way. No way! Oh, snap, oh, snap. <laughs> All right, Ooh. thank you so much for trying. Can we give a round of applause for our contestant? Come on, let's hear it. 
Dude, that was one of the most entertaining shoot your shots we've had in a while. That was close. That was close. All yeah, right, the cash crazy. prize is up to what? 120? 120 next week. 120 next 120. week. 120. Okay, you guys, we got some announcements for y'all right quick. Kenneth, yes, what we, we got do. first? And I'm doing the first announcement, and my Wi Fi is slow, but I'm going to get them eventually. I got you if you need that. Let's switch. Let's switch. You got the first. <laughs> All right, first up, we got Bridge Women at Night this Friday. Okay, yeah, all my ladies say hey. Hey. Oh, That's wait. right. <laughs> Pull, <bad>. up. <laughs> Pull up this Friday, September 9th, 6 p.m. Bridge, oh, also Bridge Men Friday, September 16th, 7 p.m. All my men say hey. All my say hey. Oh, that was, oh, man. Oh, I'm intimidated. Yeah, pull up September 16th, 7 p.m. Bridge Men. You don't want to miss it. And then September 9th, Bridge Woman this Friday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if I, am I triple corner? Is that the only announcement? Nah, bro. All right. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. And on to the next announcement. We have Sundays. If you're only here on Wednesdays, you're only here for half of the fun that Bridget has to offer. So come on Sunday mornings for church at 1130. We have hangs at 11. We would love to get to see you twice in a week if you guys can make it. And you can bring the whole family on Sunday. So hopefully we'll see you this Sunday at 11 o'clock. Yeah, pull up. It's a good time. All right, next up, y'all know the drill. Social media. Follow us. Instagram, TikTok, at BridgeYTH underscore. If not following us, bro, what are you doing? Come on. Hit us up on social media. Yeah. And next is giving. If you would like to tithe into Bridge Youth, you can give online or at the back of the youth auditorium, which is this room, at our giving station. So if you'd like to tithe into Bridge Youth, you can do it online or in the back of the room. Next thing, at this church, we got a special thing called School of Ministry, SOM. It's a great thing for graduating seniors. Class of 2022, are you in the room? Everyone's yeah. off for college, I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's good if you're taking a gap year in between uh, college or if you're interested in working in ministry full time. Talk to Corey, talk to Amber, talk to Jackson. They'd love to take you out for lunch, coffee, tell you all about School of Ministry. All right, guys, you can go ahead and stand up and head to the front, and we're going to be getting into some Bridge Youth Worship. Hey, 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 hey.
and we like to have fun and we like to jump, right? But right here in this moment, we need God to come and meet us. Okay, right, we're here where we're at. So can we lift our hands as a sign of surrender tonight? Because this is why we're here. We're here to worship. We're here to praise Jesus tonight and hear from him. So come on, let's sing this out. there's there's one verse in the Bible that this song reminds me of and it's found in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 where it says that Jesus Christ is the same today yesterday and forever and I feel like it's such a testimony to the firm foundation that Christ is that he's a foundation that we can trust because as we know throughout this world there's all types of things that are changing there is nothing concrete in this world, right? Somebody's value that they have over your life, uh, politics, media, what's cool, what's not, everything is changing throughout our world. But the one thing that stays constant is Jesus Christ. And so that means that if Jesus loved you yesterday, which he did, that means that he loves you today, which he does, and that means that he's gonna continue to love you uh, tomorrow and forever and ever because his value on your life does not change. The love that Jesus has on your life does not change. It does not go with the wind it does not change with culture it stays constant throughout all things and so what this song is saying is that God is a firm foundation he is a trusted foundation he is a foundation that you can build your life on and guess what he's a foundation that you should build your life on it talks about within the Bible Jesus says it's like building your life either on the sand or on the rock 
If you build your life on the sand, when storms hit, when struggles hit, the sand is gonna move. Things, things are gonna shift throughout the foundation and your life or your house is going to collapse under it. But the firm foundation, Jesus, the rock, is going to stay strong throughout the storms, throughout the struggles. And so it doesn't matter what it is that I'm going through because my foundation is on a firm foundation. And so that means that even if I'm going through a storm, God is still good. Even if I'm going through through the waves and the rain is hitting and the wind is hitting, God still loves me. There's still a calling over my life. He's a foundation that can be trusted. He's not just gonna change by culture like everything else. He's gonna stay constant throughout every single moment. Can I just let you know as a reminder or as a first time hearing this, Jesus is a foundation that you can trust and that you can build your life on. And the amazing thing about Bridge Youth is that as you come here tonight, you might be thinking this is a night where, hey, my friend just invited me. I got my boy Kai or my boy Jackson speaking. I'm just here to support them. Guess what? God wants to speak to you tonight and you don't even know it. So all we can do is open up our hearts and open up our lives so that when God speaks to us, we can receive it and our lives can be changed forever. And right before we do that, we're going to have one of our students, Van, come up and lead us in a prayer moment. Hello. All right, let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, we just thank you for tonight, Lord. We just lift it up to you, Lord. Jackson and Kai are speaking, and I pray that you can speak through them so deeply that you can touch every single one of us. And Lord, we pray that for the whole entire series through everybody that is speaking. Lord, testimonies are so beautiful and so unique, Lord, and they give us strength in hard times knowing that they made it through, Lord, so that we can also make it through, Lord. Just cover this night in your protection and your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go. Amen. Hey, as you guys go back to your seats, find at least three people and ask them this question. Are you ready? Youth, hey, how we feeling tonight, y'all? You look better than you sound. Look at your neighbor, tell him you look good. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second, tell him you look good. <laughs> Yo, someone lost their lip gloss. Is this lip gloss popping? Oh, it's yours. There you go, Gary. <laughs> 
Hey, welcome to Bridge Youth. Hey, if this is your very first time, maybe you're watching online or maybe right here in the room, and maybe you've never been to our church, maybe you've never been to church, and here you are. You are the coolest person in the room. One of our favorite things around here is meeting new people. We absolutely love meeting new people. We love hearing people's stories. We love uh, getting to connect people into community and a family. We have basically one rule here. If you're in the room, you're family. We had to kind of tweak that rule, actually, because if you're in the room or you're watching online, you are family. We love you. We back you. We got a little saying around here. We like welcoming our guests every week by saying something that never gets old to us. We are here to build you up, not... Yeah, we love you. We back you. Thanks for spending some of your time with us. So tonight, we are kicking off a brand new series entitled Chapters. Everybody say chapters. This is a series all about the chapters that make up the stories of our lives. Here's the thing. You have a story, and your story matters. Look at your neighbor, whichever one you like more. What if a boyfriend just chose his friend over his girlfriend right there? Like, just what if? I I don't know. I'm not saying that that happened. But if it did, just you might need to break up with him after service, girl. (laughs) Look at your neighbor, whichever one you love more. Whichever one, if, 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 if there's like three girls all sitting right next to each other, girl in the middle, you get to decide right now who's closer. I'm just like causing division right now. Just absolute division. Look at your neighbor, tell him, you have a story. Now look at your other neighbor, the other one you, that you love equally as much, and tell him, your story matters. You have a story, and your story matters. Hey, before we get into tonight, why don't we pause and why don't we pray and welcome the Holy Spirit in this place. God, you're so good. You're so faithful. I pray, God, that you would come, that you would speak. God, as I'm not preaching tonight, but we have a couple people who are sharing some chapters of their stories. God, I pray that you would speak through them. God, I've seen their content. Um, I've seen what, they, what you've placed on their heart, and it is so incredibly good. And every single one of us in this room can take notes and, and take something away and learn and get closer to you through hearing these chapters. So, God, would you speak through them tonight? Let your anointing rest upon them, God, as your anointing also rests upon your football team this Sunday. The Raiders, as they beat this non-winning, no Super Bowl having team from San Diego or LA or wherever they're from, the Chargers, I guess. In Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen and amen. For all you, for all you Raider hating Chargers fans, how many Super Bowls y'all got? Anyways, moving on. <laughs> hey, um, so, so this, this series is so incredibly important for so many reasons. One of the reasons is that we're going to hear some chapters from some people's stories that I think that every one of us likely can relate to in one way or another. But one of the biggest reasons why I love series like this is, is in just a moment, a junior in high school is going to come up onto the platform. How many juniors we have? How many people are junior in high school? Here's what I love is that the moment that somebody, your age and stage of life, gets up onto a platform like this and begins to share their story and their faith, I think what it does for so many is it releases us from any sort of excuse that we might have to not also share our stories. Because here's the thing is that this is a stage, some people will call it a platform, 
But this is just one of many platforms that we have in life. We have social media platforms. We have relationships. We have friendships. We have classrooms. We have clubs. We are on five campuses this year. If you're not plugged into one of our school campus clubs, go and talk to Kenneth McCow. He could get you plugged in. We have sports teams where there's influence that we have there. We have all sort of platforms. And what happens too often is that we'll stare at this platform and think it's the only one. But tonight I want you to be encouraged, high schoolers, junior higher, as this next person comes up onto the stage to share their faith, I hope that you'll see a little bit of yourself in them, as you will for many others that speak throughout this series. Before I bring this young man up on stage, I just want to say this dude is legitimately like a little brother to me. His family is family to us. We love them so much. And one of the reasons why I really felt like I wanted to invite him to share um, some of the chapters of his story is because, um, why, how do I say this? Amber, how do I say this as a youth pastor where it doesn't offend people? Um, some of y'all get into high school and you just get too cool. Like, no, no, no let me rephrase that. You think you're too cool. Some people, like you just, and look, some, there's some people who are cool and some people who are not. Some people are fearfully made. Some people are wonderfully made. Like, I don't know. God doesn't give with both hands, okay? Like, some of you are cool and athletic and popular and awesome. Some of us read anime. I don't know. Like, it's up to God, right? <laughs> um, but I love this young man because he's, he's never gotten too cool to live out his faith. And he's always been like, you know, like, I am who I am. And what I love about this guy is he is cool. And he is popular, and he is athletic, and he is awesome, and he does dress well, and he's, uh, he's single, but he's not ready to mingle. Um, ladies, keep your eyes off of him. Uh, he's, he's all of those things, and yet he's also been a young man that goes, no matter what, I'm not going to step away from my relationship with God, because that foundation is what's more important to me than anything else in life. And to me, it's been something that, as somebody who looks at him like a little brother, someone who's twice his age, it's been encouraging and inspiring to me. And I just know that if his life and the chapters of his life have inspired me, they'll likely encourage and inspire you as well. So do me a favor. If you have your notebooks, your journals, your diaries, whatever you want to call them, break them out. Get ready to take some notes. If you don't, uh, open your phone right now, go to your notes app, and get ready to write some things down. Because I promise you this, you will absolutely learn and take away a few things. Take care of my boy as he preaches and he comes and shares his story. But before you do, would you stand to your feet? Would you put your hands together? Make some noise for Kai Dunn! What's up, everybody? <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know me, my name's Kai. <laughs> and a little bit about me is I go to Vista Marietta High School. I, yeah, I play basketball. You know, I'm a hooper. I'm tough. And, uh, yeah, uh, today I'm just going to share a little about my story and chapters in my life. So... Chapter one, I named it Running in Circles, and a little bit about me is I grew up in church. I'm a little church kid. I grew up helping in church, always being here early because my mom drums, and uh, yeah, she's great, um, and yeah, I grew up in church, 
And there's so many things that I could kind of dig into this chapter, but for me, I kind of just want to press in about the importance of just like growing in proximity to God and getting closer in your faith to him. And for me growing up, as I kind of like was getting closer in my faith with God, I was kind of distant to him when I wasn't in church and I was more of like separated when I wasn't there. And it wasn't until recently where I kind of got closer with God and started to press in with my faith and really just um, look at my calling in life. And hold up, sorry. Um. <laughs> but so this will bring us into chapter two, which is called Pursuing God. And before we start digging into this chapter, I want to talk about how a life without Jesus is kind of just running in circles. And it's much more fulfilling to live a life actually pursuing him and trying to grow in proximity with him and just wanting to press in in a relationship with him. And I've, I've done both, like, throughout my life, and there's a large difference in actually wanting to be in a relationship with God. And as I've kind of, um, like, started growing in my relationship with God and studying his word, I've kind of realized that it takes time. And when you... When you start to grow in your relationship, you have your own battles and you have different challenges, but like uh, uh, whenever, it's just hard to press, uh, sorry, I'm nervous. Uh, but yeah, it takes a while to get to where you want to be and it's a continuous battle throughout your life and you're going to have different circumstances that you're going to need to get over. And even if you are just starting with your faith or you're already a Pastor Corey or a leader here, that God doesn't care whether you read the Bible and you're an expert or not. He just cares that you're pressing in with him and just honestly gaining and seeking a relationship with him. And for me personally, me personally, I kind of wanted to grow my relationship with God so that I could kind of spread the word on campus, campus and just spread it um, anywhere I go with basketball or any, anything. And, yeah, I just wanted to speak, be able to speak truth on my campus into people because I know that with us there's so many different things that are speaking into our lives, like social media or just people at school. And anywhere we go, we got people trying to speak into our life, and it's hard to differentiate with whether it's from God or it's a lie. And... I just wanted to press in so that I could speak to people and be able to know what God's word says. And honestly, once I got to high school, I kind of realized that if I didn't start my relationship with God and actually start to try to go grow in it, I would eventually start compromising my faith because it's honestly difficult to know what's true and what God actually wants you to do. And even now with me knowing what God says and what his will is, it's still hard to do what's right because, I mean, <laughs> it's just hard to do what's right because I don't really, like, oh, sorry, hold up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just hard to do what's right even if I know what, what it is. And, um, 
Yeah, so I like to take pride in my faith and just be able to speak gospel and just speak to people on my campus and just kind of be the person that kind of helps them and they know they could talk to. And one thing about compromising your faith that I've seen in the chap in the Bible is uh, an example is when Jesus had told Peter that he was going to deny him three times while he was on his way to be sacrificed. And Peter thought, like, no way, I'll never betray you. I'll never deny you. But sure enough, once he was tested and he was surrounded, he ended up compromising his faith and denying what he devoted his whole life to doing. And, and when we go through high school and go through stuff and just school in general, there's going to be times where we have opportunities to compromise our faith. And it's going to seem in the moment like it's significant or something that is valuable, but really it just has no lasting value and it's just temporary. And um, one thing about the story with Peter is that the people that he had denied Jesus to, they weren't even in the next chapter of his life. And like, as yeah, um, it's just not significant with um, but some, as I've read my Bible and I've grown in my faith, I've seen, I've read scripture that's helped me just take pride and know that I have a firm foundation in God and that he will always help me. And in the book of Proverbs in 10, chapter 10, verse 25, it says that when the storms of life come, the wicked are rolled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. And just us as Christians, when the storms of life come, and they're going to happen when we test and fail, and we stumble, and we make mistakes. But as we make those mistakes, we have a firm foundation in God, and he'll, he's there to forgive us, and he's there to be for us. He's there whenever we make mistakes. And another thing I've kind of discovered with pursuing God is the people who I surround myself with. And <laughs> that's been pretty significant to me because I've just seen people through high school or just throughout my life, they'll meet people, they'll change, they'll be different, and they, like, they won't be who they truly are. And it's, like, sad, and they end up compromising and losing gifts that they've had. And... Um, Another verse that I've read that's helped me a lot with just, like, knowing that it's important to have good friends that surround you is another verse in, the, in Proverbs that says, while iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. And that's became important to me because when I've picked my friends, I want it to be people who build me up and make me better and help me grow in my faith. But then also for me, it's also the other way around, like, I want to be the friend that helps build people in their faith and helps them become a better person. And uh, kind of an example in the Bible that I've seen was of the story of Samson and Delilah. And those of you who don't know who Samson is, he was, he was a person who, in the Bible who was 
given a gift from God of great strength, and he was like a warrior that was going to uh, save his people from the Philistines. And he went through his whole life proving and showing the blessing that God had anointed him with. And people, it was evident with them, and people like were always trying to keep him down and trying to just make sure he wasn't able to fulfill what God had for him. And so as Samson was going about his life, being a warrior, being fulfilling what God had for him, he met a person, a woman named Delilah, and she was not really a good person. She was like praying on his downfall and stuff, basically like that. And uh, she didn't have his best interest in heart or similar interests in what God had for him. And um, throughout the relationship, she was just toxic to him and wanted him to compromise his faith. And she ended up betraying him for uh, just like basically money back then. But um, as he was in his, his relationship with her, there were multiple times where she had asked him, how can I get rid of your strength? Because that's what leaders from the Philistines were trying to figure out. And he would tell her like some bogus thing every time. And she would try to do it, and he would knowingly know she did it, but he would still go back to her. And after him continually being in that toxic relationship, it just got to enough, and it got to a point where he compromised everything he worked for and what the gift that God had given him. And he eventually told her how to get rid of his strength. And later, after he told her, uh, it eventually happened, and he lost the gift from God that he had. And something I want to talk about from this is just that the people who we surround ourselves with, they can either build us up or beat us up. And that's kind of what we talk about. But um, we all have gifts from God. And if we don't surround ourselves with the right people, they can end up just putting us down and making us compromise what we've worked so hard for. And it's just not something we want to do because it's very important to just surround yourself with people who better you. But also with uh, this story, after uh, Samson was taken in by the Philistines, he was um, he was being ridiculed, and they had taken him into kind of like a meeting they had with all the leaders there. And there were like thousands of people in there, and there were all the leaders of like the people from the Philistines. And uh, he eventually had just prayed to God to give him one last time of strength to fulfill what God had put him on earth to do, which was to save his people. And after praying to God, he had asked God, he was like, just give me one more time of strength to bring the walls down in that building. And God had given it to him. And as that happened, he killed everyone inside and like it tumbled on everyone and even included killing him. But uh, something I want to take away from that also as well is that in life we're going to stumble and we're going to mess up and we're going to have times where we just uh, compromise our faith and that like him, God was able to restore what he had and God will forgive us if we ever just, for, uh, God will forgive us if we ever stumble and make a mistake because he's our firm foundation and he's who we can stand on. And that even if we do stumble and we do mess up, we know that God, he will forgive us 
and that even if we make a mistake, we can turn something bad into something good, and what the devil meant for evil, we could intend it for good. Um, but yeah, I just want um, just to share about how it's important to grow in our faith and continually seek God, because when we do that, it's more fulfilling than any life we could ever want outside of his image, and it's just, it'll help us later on, and it's just everlasting value rather than temporary value. And as we go around our life and pick our friends, we just need to have them be able to build us up and just help them be able to grow our, grow, help us grow in our faith. And then one part in closing is about how we just need to stop running in circles and that if we are if we've gone to church for a while or if we knew with our knew with our faith then we can just know that um that once we actually start pressing into God's word and seeking his will and seeking his scripture and knowing what's true that'll help us just to fulfill what we want and what God wants and it'll just help us with what's evident and what's true to him but yeah Thank you guys for listening, and I'll pray us out real quick. Thank you. Um, thank you, God, for this wonderful night. Thank you for blessing me with the opportunity to do this. Thank you for allowing everyone to be here who needs to be here, God. And I pray that I could just have your will be done and have your word have been said, God, and that we can lock in and just know that we can stand firm in our faith and we could just live a fulfilling life with you, God, and just know that that's what has everlasting value, God, and that we can surround ourselves with people who build us up, and we could just be able to grow stronger in our faith and just everything that we had, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, can we give it up for our boy Kai? Kai, you, man. Hey, before we jump into our next speaker, I want to I wanna echo a few things that Kai had said just because I think they're worth echoing and for so many they spend so much of their young years kind of running in circles and and that was Kai's like kind of first chapter he talked about was even though he was in church he felt like in a lot of ways he was running in circles and that running in circles didn't end until he started pursuing God so can I challenge you like tonight from Kai's story get serious about your faith how how do I do that you just pursue God well, what does that look like? For everybody, it'll look a little bit different. God might call you to different things than the person you're sitting next to. And for you, like Kai was talking about, consistency in church, digging into his word, having healthy relationships, having healthy relationships. Oh, also having healthy relationships <laughs> were some of the things that led him to the place in life where he's at, where he's not compromising. And one of the things that I, that I wrote down um, that Kai said was talking about Peter and how Peter compromised. And we're going to be in the same positions where we have the opportunity to compromise as well. And Kai said something that I never really thought about, but I'm definitely going to preach about at some point and probably not give you any credit, Kai. Um, I'm going to go to another state and preach this and claim it as my own. He said, and I quote, a very wise man once said, <laughs> The people Peter denied Jesus to 
weren't even in the next chapter of his story. Kai, Kai said that and moved on like it wasn't no big deal. <laughs> he said that and moved on like it's like, let's not just dig into this and preach about this for the next 25 minutes. How many of us, how many of you, look at your neighbor, say you. Look at your other neighbor, say you. How many of us, the moment when, when we compromise our faith, the people that we're compromising for, the people that have pressured us into compromising, the people that we are kind of becoming like laying victim to the pressures that they're putting on us are people that won't even be in our next chapters of life. Can I just tell you, where's all the seniors at? Where's everybody that you are graduating next year? Let's go. Hey, next year, one year from today, the vast majority of the people that you see every single day on your campus, maybe you go to Vista with, with Kai, the vast majority of those people, you will never see them again. You're going to graduate and you'll never see them again. I know you don't believe me, so I'm going to say it again. You are going to graduate and you'll never see those people ever again. And yet somehow, some way, we still become so consumed with these people's opinions? Like as if, First of all, even when you're in front of me every single day, as if your opinion about me really matters. But furthermore, you won't even be in the next chapters of my story. When you dig into that story, Kai, you preach that really well. One of the things that I thought about how not only were those people that Peter denied Jesus to not in the next chapters of his story, they're not even named. We don't even know these people's names. And there are some people, young people, hear me. There are some people you don't even know their name, and yet you're willing to compromise your faith for them? Can I just say, like, seeing Kai Dunn not do this is one of the reasons I want him to share his story with you. So that you can see, like one of the things he said, when you move into high school right now, when you're in junior high, where's all the junior hires at? You're my favorite people in the room. I love you so much, junior hire. You do not have to compromise. You do not have to compromise. Somebody say amen. You don't. You be you, unapologetically you, and you live out your faith. You don't have to compromise. I wrote this down. It's, it's not something that Kai said, but um, as a preacher, when I hear somebody else preaching, I'll often think of ways in which I would preach what it is that they're preaching. And I wrote this down as Kai talked about, uh, and I, I love the way that you broke down uh, uh, Samson and Delilah. That was a, like, if you know something about Kai Dunn, Kai, Kai's in his word. Kai reads his Bible. It's evident. He's in, he, just, he just broke down an entire book of the Bible for you guys in like three and a half minutes. Samson and Delilah is an incredibly juicy story that if it was made into a movie, it would be rated R and your parents would not let you watch it. Like Kai mentioned how the end of that story results in a bunch of people dying. Well, I mean, these people were terrible people and got, you know, all of Anyways, read your Bible. You could go find that out. Um, but as he was talking about Samson and Delilah and toxic relationships and how a lot of times these are the things that pull us away from our relationship with God. Can I just tell you the one thing, the number one thing, the number one. Somebody say number one. The number one thing 
that I see that pulls people away from their relationship with God, away from church, away from community, away from God's calling on their life, away from God's purpose on their life. The number one thing without fail and without comparison is a relationship they had no business being in. And as Kai was breaking down the relationship of, of Samson and Delilah, I wrote this down. And I quote myself, you can't go to a sewer in search of drinking water. But so many of us go to toxic places searching for fulfillment. So many of us go to toxic relationships searching for the purpose that only God can give to our life. So can I tell you, you can't go searching in a sewer for drinking water. Can I tell you, like Kai said, you don't have to run in circles, but rather you can, should, and right now, tonight, in this moment, as our next speaker is going to give you the opportunity in just a few moments, you can begin to pursue God with your life. He can write a way better story with your life than you could write on your own. I dare you to hand him the pen of your life and let him write the next chapters. Amen. Hey, one more time, can we give it up for Kai Dunn sharing his story? Sorry, Rob. Uh, this next guy who's going to come and share his story has become, honestly, um, one, of my, one of my closest friends. And uh, <clears throat> he very much is one of those type of people who, who will challenge you to a greater level of intellect. And, and he's going to bring us to a place of considering some pretty, some pretty um, deep considerations. And so... You guys remember, uh, uh, you guys remember when you were kids and the teacher would be like, okay, put your thinking caps on. I was always the kid in the back that was like, bro, I'm not, it's invisible, first off. How do I put on an invisible hat? Second off, a thinking cap. Bro, don't you have to think to put on a thinking cap? I'm already thinking. I don't need to put on the cap. But if you would, just put on your thinking cap. Just like buckle up and get ready to hear some stuff that honestly it might challenge you here and in your heart, but it might challenge you up here as well. And for anybody who is in the room who maybe you're not a believer, maybe you even yourself with all the doubts you have might label and consider yourself an all-out atheist. First off, you don't have to believe to belong here. We are so stoked that you're here and you're in the room. But for the next few moments, I challenge you to open your heart and hear what this guy has to say. I'm going to just go ahead and preface this on his way up. He is a happily married man, so chill out. <laughs> um, he's maybe one of the only people I know that watches more anime than I do. He's one of the only people in this room potentially more nerdy than I am. But more than that, he's a great man of God. He's a phenomenal husband, and he's an inspiring follower of Jesus Christ. Many of you know him and love him. Love that I not only get to work beside this guy, but I get to call him my friend. Would you do me a favor? Would you stand to your feet? Would you put your hands together for Jackson Finley? have to keep clapping. I have more setup time required. All right, you're good. Stop. We're done. Okay. What's up, guys? My name is Jackson. Um, I am a youth leader here. Uh, I guess more importantly, I am on staff here at the church. Um, like Corey said, I work alongside him. 
I am the school of ministry coordinator, so I kind of run like the day-to-day stuff. Um, I also do technical support, production stuff. Like anyone who works at this church, your job is like whatever your job title is slash whatever the pastors tell you to do that day. So like that's my job title. Um, Like Corey said, the most uh, exciting thing going on in my life is I got married four months ago. My beautiful wife, Rachel, right there. I I knew they would cheer louder for her, but it still hurts. Four months as of today. It's our four-month anniversary right now. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about two chapters of my testimony. Um, The first chapter, if you guys are taking notes, is going to be called Doubt. Um, God is definitely trying to speak to someone tonight. And I know that because Kai and I did not know our testimonies. But I'm going to say almost the same thing from a different perspective. So someone needs to have their ears open right now as we go into this. I used to not like thinking about telling my testimony because, like, it wasn't exciting. You know, we hear, like, Corey's testimony and there's, like, there's drugs and violence and, like, skateboarding and dads coming in and out and, like... (laughs) Pause. Um... And then, like, God comes in in this huge way and, like, just pulls him right out of it, like this life-changing event. I grew up in a church, so it's like, that's my testimony. I was born, and there you go. Like, that's how I thought. And so I wasn't ever sure, like, how I would say my testimony, but then I realized that, like, that's what a lot of our testimonies are. So in a way, it's more relatable, so it has more power than what Corey's does, because, like, who can relate to, like, an action movie that's happening over there? So, yeah, let's just talk about my story. Let's talk about me. Um, I grew up in a church. My dad was actually a pastor. Um, So I grew up knowing all the stories. I could quote the scripture. I would literally get bored because, like, you would walk in and, like, oh, here we go, David and Goliath again. All right, woohoo. Let's see if he wins this time. Um... (laughs) (laughs) and then for people who know pastor's kids uh, PKs as we're called in the system um, we're almost like hardwired from birth to just not conform like whatever you tell us to do like we're not going to do that Um, like Corey said I'm a very like logical first and then I'm also very stubborn and my wife is going to say amen to that because it's not always a good combination Uh, (laughs) Let's use this example, okay? It's a ridiculous example, but it's the one I thought of. Let's say you are walking with me down a street, and there's a car coming. Now you look up, and you see the car coming. If you were to say, situation A, hey, man, there's a car, I would look up and go, yeah, you're right. That's a car. Let's get on out of the way. Wow. We avoided certain death. This is great. Now let's move to option two. Same situation. Car's coming. You look up. You see the car. You say, dude, you have to get out of the street. I'm going to look at the car. No, I don't. I got like 100 feet till I got to move. 150 if I'm fast. (sighs) See that? 
Now, if you take that kind of personality and then put it applying to Christianity, applying to my background, my upbringing, where I'm told you have to go to church, you have to do this, you have to volunteer at camp, you have to act like this, essentially you have to believe in Jesus, what do you think my initial response is? No, I don't. Why? What's the reason? Because my parents believe? Is that, is that the reason? <sighs> Let me tell you about my parents. My dad's in the back, so he's better be scared. My parents, they make mistakes. They get angry sometimes. They have emotions. Can you believe it? How irrational is that? Second thing, and I know all of your parents do this as well, they would try and tell me what to do. And I know better, obviously, like the audacity of these people. Maybe something that isn't as funny. Uh, my parents got a divorce. can't do that in the Bible. And that kind of sucks for me, if I'm honest. So like, if you're not going to follow the whole thing to the letter, why should I listen to any of it? And so that's basically what I did. I took Christianity and I put it on the back burner. I wasn't done with it, but I'm going to keep it warm, keep it like simmering until I want to come back to it. And I lived my life. For 24 years, I did what I wanted. Yes, it's still younger than Corey. <laughs> and sometimes the things that I wanted to do, the things that I did were good, moral, Christian things. They sometimes lined up. Some things were very much not so. But I still thought of myself as a Christian the whole time. And here's the first point I want to get to. And I hope that Someone is listening to this point because this is where I was sitting. And again, this is not condemnation. This is understanding from a place that I lived in. Knowing about God doesn't make you a Christian. Knowing Christian things doesn't make you a Christian. But I didn't understand this. So I just kept stumbling around life until I ended up at a job at a coffee shop where I met one of my managers, who is now slightly hiding her face, who would become my future wife. <laughs> now, within a month of working at this job, I knew Rachel was a Christian. She never told me. She never evangelized at me. She didn't have to come with the whole, like, you know, the end is coming with fire and brimstone where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, so you better get your life together. She didn't have to do that. She was just a good person, honestly. Like, when everyone else would be gossiping, she just wasn't a part of it, you know? When, when everyone else is, like, cutting corners, I mean, it's like a minimum wage job. Like, no one else cares, but she's doing her job all the way and then some. 
the Bible doesn't really say like hard guidelines on profanity. And before you tear me out, just listen. Everyone swears nowadays. So if you're not swearing, you stand out. I will leave that there. So the logical person, that is my brain, I saw what Rachel was doing, and I was convicted by her actions. I wasn't told I was wrong, I was shown. And my logical brain went, hey, this is what a Christian's supposed to be. That makes sense. And then it looked back at me. Oh, you're kind of full of stuff. What was the earlier point? Knowing about God doesn't make you a Christian, right? So what does? Acting like one. Living like a Christian makes you a Christian. James 2.14 says, what, is, what good is it if someone says they have faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? He'll go on in verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 17 to say, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I had to acknowledge the fact that who I was saying I was and how I acted did not line up. And then I had to make a choice. Which way was I going to go? And so, Rachel and I were hanging out one day and I can remember the exact spot on the street where we were parked, where I gave my life back to Jesus, where I asked her to pray for me. And ever since then, it's been all sunshine and rainbows, right, guys? No, you don't think so? Is it because there's a chapter two? So you know that there's a second part coming up? Let's go to chapter two. Chapter two is going to be called Faith. Now, faith is a very very deep, dynamic topic, um, and it's something I'm very passionate about because it was something I struggled with so much as a new believer, because I was on my spiritual journey going towards Jesus again, okay? I'm, I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm going to church. I'm volunteering. I'm doing all the right steps, and then I would have, like, a question, like, something wouldn't quite make sense, and, like, everything would fall apart. Like, suddenly, I'd have no idea what I believed, like little things, you know, like I'm, I'm just reading the Bible and then you're telling me Jonah survived three days inside of a fish. And not only is he surviving, he's composing poetry in this story. Like, does he have a lamp in there with him? How does he see? Did he bring a pencil? Like, is he just ready to go in here? At the end of Saul's life, to move on to another point. At the end of one chapter, it says that Saul fell on his sword and died. It says that he killed himself. And then the beginning of the next chapter, some other guy comes along and says, I killed Saul and takes credit for it. So, like, is the Bible contradicting itself? Like, what's going on here? God is supposed to be a God of love and mercy, right? Then how come Uzzah trips touches the ark of, the, of God, and dies on the spot. Like, that doesn't seem like love or mercy to me. And, like, 
I know they're like little things, but it, it starts that and it unravels until like my faith just like evaporated. It was gone. And then I would sit there for like days, like I have no idea what I believe, if any of this is true anymore. And then like I would come to terms with it and then I'd be good again. But then it would happen. And it was like this cycle happening. And I was frustrated because it felt like I lacked faith was what the issue was. And so this would keep happening until my lovely wife, Rachel, came to the rescue again. Everyone say thank you, Rachel. The issue I had was a misconception of what faith was. And I think it's a misconception a lot of us have. And it's not just like, I'm not just talking to you guys. Like many adult Christians don't understand this. So listen, okay. What is faith? The world has defined faith to mean blind belief. Merriam-Webster's dictionary has the definition, firm belief in something for which there is no proof. But here's where that definition gets you if you're a Christian. Well, I believe in God, but I can't prove it. And that idea is what takes us all the way down to universalism over here, where every road leads to God, because The world now says, well, that's fine, you go believe that, but you can't tell any of us what we can or can't believe because you can't prove any of it. And what's happening in the world right now is a direct result of the fact that we do not base anything on proof anymore. I will leave that there as well. That definition is not how the Bible defines faith. Faith is not blind belief. It's belief in what you can't see. And some of you didn't catch that because it's tricky because the devil is tricky. And he took a truth and changed it just enough that you wouldn't notice, but it took all the power out of it. We'll use, we'll use the microphone as an example of what faith is. How does this microphone work? You know what it does, right? Like, it makes my voice louder. But how does it work, right? And I could kind of tell you, I'll be very brief, okay, I promise. There is a receiver here that is taking the sound waves of my voice and that is putting it in, because it's wireless, embedding that in a radio wave, and that is going that way over to a box over here that is then sending that signal, taking it out of the radio wave, sending it all the way to the sound booth over there. Say hi to the sound booth, guys. You guys are doing great. Online audience, you're all right as well. And then it's going to that soundboard. That soundboard is then messing with it, making it sound really pretty and making it louder, and then sending it all the way up to these speakers that are then changing it back into a sound wave, and now you hear my voice. Super easy. Most of you still don't understand it. The point is that we use this microphone based on faith. We see the evidence of it working. My voice is now loud, and we trust there must be all this other stuff happening, so we use the microphone, right? Let me give you a more complete definition of what faith is. Faith is belief in what you can't see based on what you can. It isn't blind. It isn't without proof. And there are answers to your questions. And you can ask questions. Like you were allowed, if we could not ask questions, Christianity would be a cult. That is what that is. You are allowed to ask questions. 
how did I get to this whole no knowledge of how this microphone works? It was because, like practically, I just studied it. I was like, I have to use this thing. If the worship team starts using it and it goes wrong, I need to know how to fix it. So I looked it up. I Googled it. <laughs> faith in God works the exact same way. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. The word of God is the Bible. So that verse is literally just telling you, go read your Bible. <laughs> Most of your issues will be solved by reading the Bible. When something happens that you aren't expecting, don't give up. Look to the one who has the answers. When the microphone doesn't work right, what does the worship team do? They don't fix it. What, what they do is they stand here and stare and panic. This is a personal attack on the worship team. As a tech guy, I had to do it. But actually, what they're doing is still living by faith. Because what they're not doing is... There's no sound coming. This microphone must not be real. But that's like kind of what we do, right? What are they doing? They're looking to the people who have the answers. <laughs> that's the first. That's the first I got for that one. Take your doubts to God. Everyone say it. Doubts are okay. You are not a bad person or a fake Christian, or weaken your faith for having doubts. God is totally okay with that. He has the answers. Why would he be scared? Don't let them separate you from God. I still have my doubts. But I take them to God, and I say, I don't understand this. I don't know how this works. But I know you do. So I'm going to believe you, right? Belief in what you haven't seen yet because of what you have. I'm gonna believe that you have the answers for me because you always have had it before. And then I'm gonna go find it, right? What was the first living out as a Christian? That's how you be a Christian, right? Action. You have to go find the answer. You can't just stay, well, I know there's probably an answer for it. You need to have a firm foundation. You live your life for God and when bumps come up in the road, trust that he'll smooth them out because he always has before. The band can start heading up as we close out for tonight. We've talked about two sort of steps along the path of a believer tonight. Um, some of you might find yourself in chapter one right now where you're coming to church and learning these stories, but you aren't applying them. And again, this isn't a condemnation. I was right where you were for a long time. But just let me warn you, because I was depressed for those 24 years. Actual depression. Because, and I'm not like doing a weird, like speaking a curse on your life. Your life is yours. I don't know what's going to happen in it. But you know the truth, and your soul knows what it needs because it's hurt it. And I'm telling you now, you will not be satisfied with anything less than God. Nothing else you are doing or will do or have done will fill that hole. Because it was a hole made by God that he is supposed to live in. So let him. And then maybe you're some of the chapter two people. 
and you've been trying to be a good Christian, but it's almost like you don't know how, or, I mean, maybe you aren't even a Christian at all, but you weren't one because you didn't think there was any sort of proof, so you were never going to be a part of something like that. And maybe now you're curious. I know it's confusing because, like, of course it's confusing. We call it the upside-down kingdom for a reason. Being a Christian is backwards from whatever the world tells you to do. It does not make sense. But let me tell you, you do not have to believe it blindly. And then let me just say, if you're a human being, you live by faith. Like, regardless, not if you're a Christian, if you're a human being, you require faith to live. Like, you function by trusting things that you do not understand. You get in a car that you don't, you don't know how this thing works. Your heart is beating, and you do not know how electrical signals are getting through. Like, you trust that it's going to keep working, so you go. There is no such thing as not having faith. There is no such thing as not having faith. What changes is what you put your faith in. What's separating you from God is not that you don't have faith in Jesus. You just have more faith in something else. Can I just challenge like the logical thinkers in the room? You are my people. I understand you. Go and test God and find out. There is a spiritual... That feels so good, Pastor Corey. When the... Listen to my next part. There is a spiritual element to faith in God right when the spirit came in. But I found God by studying him. Like, that's how I got there. I just opened up the book and was like, oh, this thing's cool. Like, there's poetry and all this stuff that, like, it checks out. There are no contradictions in the Bible. Read your Bible. Like, go look into it. Go find the answers. Faith in God works like a muscle, right? You can grow it. You can develop it. You can get stronger. But you got to go to the gym. Like, you're not going to get there if you're not in your word studying it. You're going to stay as, like, a weak little baby Christian. you gotta, you got to get in there and get stronger. And Matthew 7, 7, um, that's where Jesus is saying, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, right? If you search for a stronger faith, you will find it. God has guaranteed that. You just got to go look for him. As we finish up, if everyone could bow their heads. Um, if you're in the first chapter, living in doubt, or the second chapter, struggling with faith, or for some reason or another, you just feel like the Spirit's knocking on your heart today, I'm going to say a prayer, and I want you to wrap your hearts around the words, and I want you to say them out loud, just like Corey always says, uh, Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your hearts that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's no other strings. It's that easy. And since we're a family, everyone in the room is gonna say it right alongside you. So everyone repeat after me. Say, God, I need you. I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again. I 
ask you to be my savior. And I make you Lord of my life. Teach me your ways and I will follow you. Amen. Guys, let's celebrate those people that just gave their lives to Jesus right now. And let's worship God. All right, you guys, we're gonna do something a little different tonight. So instead of everyone coming up to the front for this last song, pick a place in the room and make that your spot. You can stay in your seat, you can spread out at the front. You guys can totally come to the front if you still want to, if that's still the place that you feel like you need to be. Please, by all means, come up to the front. But I really wanna challenge you guys to press in right now. We just heard two really good messages from Kai and from Jackson, and so I wanna challenge you guys to be thinking about the words that were spoken tonight, about what God's trying to say to you. And as we sing this song, just however you need to, if you need to get down on your knees, if you need to lift your hands, just whatever that looks like for you. Oh, <laughs> 
Would you close your eyes? Would you lift your hands? I don't want to move past a moment where God's working. For just a few moments, man, I want to feel you like just had arms around each other. I love that. I love seeing moments like that in worship where we're collectively, you know, together as brothers, as sisters, worshiping God together. But for just these next few seconds, forget that you're in a crowded room, a moment with just you and God. I had this in my heart as we were worshiping. There's some people in the room. This is based on what Kai said a few moments ago. There's a few people in the room that you have a plan to go compromise. This ain't, this ain't between you and nobody else. Forget you're in a crowded room. You don't. You can hear my voice. Jackson just told you how microphones work. <laughs> Eyes closed. A moment between you and God. I'm not going to ask anyone to raise your hand, but you know who you are. You're like you have. You have like a date on the calendar. You have it scheduled to go compromise. You don't have to. God will show you a way out. He'll strengthen you. He'll take care of you. You don't need to walk down that road that everybody else is walking down. There's nothing for you down there. So I want to pray for those people in just a moment, but I also want to pray for the people in the room who you've had your doubts, you've had your questions, and you have let all those doubts and all those questions, some of them for you, like Jackson, some, the compromises of some people around you, maybe even your parents, some natural things of life that has happened, because life just happens sometimes, has led you to say, well, then I'm just going to throw this whole thing out as well. And I want to pray for you in just a moment. But I also want to pray for the people who, like Jackson, has put their faith on the shelf, and it's just up there collecting dust. We will all arrive at the same answer. God is real. Jesus is Lord. Don't wait. When I was talking to Jackson, one of the things he talked about in his story, in his chapters, was one of my regrets is that, that I waited so long to come back to God. Don't wait. Let me pray for you. God, for whoever it is that has compromise in their heart, I pray in Jesus' name 
that right now they would settle in their heart that they will not walk down that road. They will not go any further. God, the direction that all their friends are going, they're not going to be the followers. They're going to be the leaders. They're not going to keep going down that path of destruction like so many other people are. And God, I pray for those in the room who have their doubts, who have their struggles, who have those things that like internally they've allowed those things to let them uh, 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 distance themselves from you. But God, I pray like a singer whose microphone stops working, that they would begin to look to the one who has the answers and that they'd look to you, God. That even in this moment, this moment would be representative of them bringing all their doubts and all their questions, all their concerns, all their struggles to you, the one who has all the answers to all the questions and all the doubts and everything in between. And God, that they would know it's okay to have doubt. It's okay to ask questions. Like Jackson said, it doesn't make us a, a fake Christian. It doesn't mean we don't have faith. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would sustain them, give them strength, move them forward as they pursue you with everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can you join me in thanking Jackson as well, speaking that message. Hey, really quick, before we take off tonight, there's a few of you who just wrapped your heart around that prayer that Jackson led us in, and you gave your life to Jesus for the very first time. Can I just say, this isn't the end of the journey, it's just the beginning, and we wanna walk this journey out with you, with something that we call the next seven days. So, what you can do is you can actually head to Instagram, just DM us the words next seven, and we'll get you these videos called the next seven days. Hey, really quick, can you guys just join me in welcoming people to God's family? Hey, one more time, can you join me in thanking Kai Dunn and Jackson for an amazing message? Hey, don't forget, we got connect groups on Sunday. We love you guys so, so much. We will see you this Sunday. Come hang out. Love you guys. Hey, make sure to go say what's up to Jackson. Go say what's up to Kai. Thank you for those awesome messages.